Thanks so much, Josh Thomas. Well, in just a moment, we're going to ask Lee to come, and um, as he's preparing to come, let me just uh, take a moment to remind our church family that what we're about to see now is really the fourth step in progression since we started in 2017. Um, our strategic planning group that you elected, um, at that point, I didn't even know half the people in the church, and so uh, the church gave us, I don't know, 11 or 12 people to work with, and we just sat down in 2017 and began to ask the question, hey, after 12 years of decline, uh, we, we know there's some challenges, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? What, what exactly, what are the specifics of what we're trying to accomplish? And we can go online and we can go back and look at the videos of our strategic planning group. They came up with a series of recommendations for our church family in which you ratified 99%, over 99% support. One of those was to start the formation of a North Longview campus. That's all we knew. So Longview continues to grow northward. We, we know that that's kind of in our DNA. When we were planted here, this was a farm. Everybody said, man, why would First Baptist Longview plant a church that far out north? I mean, what are they thinking? And so the group went and met at Bramlett, which was really on the far extreme of Longview, this property even further than that north. And, and so that's kind of been in our DNA. And uh, uh, following that, we approved the election, a second step of a property committee. And that group began to search, and that was a grueling search. Many of you have kept up with the Longview Economic uh, Group that has really bought up and controls so much of the north property in the Longview area, the acreage there's under that economic development control. And so we began to search, search for a place on a four-lane road, at least on one side of that. We needed enough acreage it needed to be in a particular window. We didn't want to stray very far from Judson Road. We we're kind of a Judson Road church. And so there were a number of factors. And to be honest with you, the first four or five months of that search were extremely discouraging because of the cost of property and how that's accelerated. And then the availability was a challenge. But God gave us a great property committee and they found a partial and it came back to the church for our consideration and we bought it. And then following that, as you know, there was a third significant step. And that was you selected a master planning team. Now, what are we gonna do on the property? And that group worked months and months and months. In the middle of that report, if you'll remember, we'd just come out of the staple displacement and then something happened in our country called COVID. <laughs> and the Sunday we were gonna vote on the strategic plan, uh, the master plan, uh, everything shut down across our country. And so that had to be pushed back by months. And so with those three pieces in place, out of that presentation came the need to select a repurposing committee. Even if we were wanting to build a, cam a campus north, how, what would you do with this campus? And, and, and in really in-depth study of, do you have two campuses? Is this one liquidated? And there were so many unknown factors. And so that uh, repurposing committee began to work. And I, I think, Lee, I don't know, maybe I've only been at about 30% of the meetings or something like that. I think it's been 30%. I think maybe two out of 
oh, two out of 12 meetings. And so to be completely honest with you, Wednesday was the first time I completely saw their report. Uh, it wasn't because I didn't want to go. We had different things going on. They met a lot on Wednesday night and I had other things going. But this, this committee is in very capable hands. Lee, Lee Brown is very meticulous in his structuring and planning and he's a great man of integrity. And so he uh, led that group into detailed information for us today. And so as they come just in a moment, um, we owe them a huge debt of gratitude for their service. Now, in our little walkthrough uh, a week or so ago, um, we discovered that some of those that we asked to come and watch the preview of this suggested that we kind of give you a, a broad timeline and let you see that there's really, it's, there's really an impossibility to give you a definite timeline, and I'm going to show you why. So we're just going to project a little timeline here somewhere. I hope there it is. We know that our church uh, is a little bit unique in our approach to a North Campus. We uh, are not going to borrow money and pay for it over 30 years. What we have decided to do as a church family, and this has put us under even more and more pressure, is uh, we want to get that thing paid for in four or five years or less. We do not want to carry long-term sustained debt in our church. So with that in mind, our building committee knows that the first phase has to remain payable and small, where we can make sure we pay for it. And so we began to look at these three dimensions. We're going to have to have resources from God's people. I thought about the group that came out here, the hundred people at, in Bramlett, you know, they didn't have any kind of resources. Everything that was constructed here on this campus had to come out of pockets. We know that we have liquidity, we have resources, we have property and buildings that are paid for. Now, are those going to come into play? And if so, if the church is going to be sold, how does that work? And where you see that, you see at the top a campaign, you know that we're going to be asking God's people to help us with the resources of this project. How long is that going to take? So you got that sliding. And then down at the bottom, the, the question that everybody asks, when are we going to start? When are we going to start building? Well, we don't know that really either. I mean, you could take those three dimensions and kind of slide them in a lot of different places. So until the repurposing brings their recommendations and until you have time to pray through those and then take some kind of action on those, these three dimensions are sliding back and forth because it's very difficult for us to fix those. Our, our budget and finances uh, group is going to be meeting this afternoon. They've been working for a couple of months now on how to structure uh, the funding for this project. We know part of that we're going to have to give. Maybe part of that will come from a part or a portion of this campus. We don't know that yet. And uh, we do not know when the campus will start. So we wanted to, the group said Wednesday night, hey, let's put some kind of timeline up but you realize these things are going to have to be extremely flexible. So let me just share this with you before Lee comes. You are about to be overwhelmed with information. There is a lot of information today. And so as he comes, I just want you to hear it blank slate, just as I did this past week. And then this week, he'll be sharing this with you. You're going to get the complete report in the mail.
you'll have all this information in writing before you. And we have a timetable over a month's time for us to process through this, allow you to ask questions, try to get every question, comment, concern, address that we can. And then at the end of July, we, we will ask the church to convene a conference and we'll decide exactly if these are the kind of components that God is leading us to undertake. Once Lee comes, let's pray. We're looking forward to hearing from our repurposing group and our building committee that will follow. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for these, these moments that we have together. Father, I thank you that a strategic planning group really sat down and prayed and worked through so many of these components of what we sense you are leading us to accomplish. And we know with that, that we need certain resources to be able to accomplish that. So Father, with that in mind, that we sat out on the mission that we sensed that you had laid before us. We knew it wouldn't be easy. We knew it was gonna take time, it was gonna take immense sacrifice, it's gonna take generosity, it's gonna take commitment. And Father, for some, that commitment was too much. For others, God has placed a seed in their heart for a time such as this to accomplish this mission. So Father, as we huddle around one another today, huddle around our own, this committee that has worked for months and months, as I've watched them and witnessed them pray and ask time and time again for the leading of the Holy Spirit, Father, today we rejoice that they have certain recommendations to bring us. And Father, with that, we first want to thank you for their commitment and their work and their sacrifice. Second of all, we thank you that you have placed a definitive plan in our path. You have put us to this task. So Father, if you've called us to this, you will lead us through it. So Father, as we listen today, I pray that you will not only use Lee in his presentation, but Malcolm in his presentation as well. And Father, that it would be not only an informative time, but a time that it might stir something deep inside our soul. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Would you welcome Lee Brown today? Let him know you're excited for him to be here. This is the mic I'm going to use, correct? Can y'all hear me all right? Does that work? Nope. <clears throat> I have a soft voice. Okay, up front. Is that better? All right. Well, good morning, church family. I'm Lee Brown from the Repurposing Committee. Today we are going to talk about our future. Let us start with two pictures. Let's have the first one. Here is where we are today, and the Repurposing Committee is bringing a recommendation regarding this property. And here is where we are headed. Our committee loves our past and is excited about moving forward to our new future. The Repurposing Committee started in December of 2020 its members are Karen Johnson, Ronnie McKinney, Terry Ripley, Gary Troxell, and myself, Lee Brown. 
The Repurposing Committee's functional statement says, as charged by the OHBC congregation August of 2020, we are recommending the Repurposing Committee be used by the Holy Spirit to determine God's future direction for our current campus. The committee is to reach research the current property, its value, usage options, and explore various options regarding the current campus, including two campuses, new church start, or selling the property. After exploring all possible options, the committee shall bring a recommendation or recommendations to the congregation as they deem necessary and will work closely with the pastor and staff in conjunction with opening the new campus. Our recommendation is the result of repurposing committee's investigation over these last seven months. Our committee has met at least 12 times, the committee tells me more times than that, um, and we have spent additional time outside of those meetings gathering more information. We have prayed regularly seeking the direction of the Holy Spirit as we developed our recommendation. So I am bringing you a recommendation today that is so big that we've broken it into four parts. So let us walk through the four parts and the supporting reasons for each. Okay, recommendation or, or part one of our recommendation is appoint a small committee to represent OHBC regarding A, any sale of property, B, exploring the interest expressed by others regarding our property, and C, work with local commercial realtor. This new committee should include different ages and gender. The repurposing committee recommends the sale of church property. We will explain in a minute why, but having a properly appointed committee for this purpose is needed. There does appear to be some interest in this current location. However, our committee did not explore or pursue any interest as that was beyond our charge. And we want to be clear that our recommendation is independent of any interest. But the new committee can fully investigate to determine if or whether there is any viable interest regarding our property. And then membership of the committee should include persons who are business-wise and share different perspectives for balance. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about property. So you may or may not know, Oakland Heights owns 11 parcels of land at this location. As we discuss a recommendation, this aerial photograph, there we go, um, should help you visualize the property that we are discussing. So at the top of the picture, you'll see Eden Road running across the top, and then you'll see kind of running diagonally Judson Road cutting through the middle, and then you can see Hoyt Road about the middle of that uh, picture. Let, us also, let me also say that the top of the picture is north, um, to your left is west, south is at the bottom, and east is on the right. All right, part two of our recommendations is sell the parcels of land separate from the main campus and the center to apply toward the purchase of the property on George Ritchie Road. Now we have seven parcels of land along Hoyt Drive, including the Salt House and the Mission House. So here's an aerial picture of just those seven plots of land, or parcels of land as um, they call them. 
So existing residential property is selling well, and the sale of these parcels can be applied to our current purchase of the property on George Ritchie Road. This property has greater value reducing our remaining debt on the new property, and their sale would not jeopardize the future sale of the remaining property. Please understand that the repurposing committee is not suggesting or recommending a fire sale, as if we are trying to unload the property as quickly as possible. That is not the intent. We do also recommend that providing discretion to the new committee, if it is determined that any current viable interest includes one or more of those seven parcels. Otherwise, we recommend selling all seven parcels to reduce our remaining note. Okay. Part three of our recommendation is at the appropriate time, sell the remaining church property at Judson and Eden Drive with the main campus on the east side of, of Judson, sold either before or with the center on the west side of Judson Road. The committee seriously looked at the option to operate two campuses, and this does not seem practical. One of the things we learned is the concept of direct billing cost. This includes utilities, routine maintenance, building repair, lawn maintenance, custodial property taxes, and building insurance. It does not include any staff positions, it does not include church supplies or materials. It does not include any costs that we incurred as a part of the steeple and that event. These are just regular, routine, annual costs. And we are currently spending $270,000 annually to, for direct building costs at this location. The new campus will have a lower direct building cost we estimate that cost to be $120,000 annually. So the combined cost of having two properties is just under $400,000. We prayed about this, but we felt no leading of the Holy Spirit to maintain two campuses. Maintaining two campuses does not appear to be practical within our current financial status. Now, the main campus is made up of three parcels of land, and you can see it in this picture. Please know that the age of the building and the required ADA upgrades reduce the value of this facility. Once the decision is to sell is made, it is in God's timing, and let me just say that again, it is in God's timing as to when it does sell. It could take months or longer. From our investigation, there may be some interest to be explored, but in general, we could not find a strong market for buying a 60-year-old church. The center is the youngest of the properties, and we believe the easiest to sell. Here is that photo. The gym and the multifunction purpose of the building is why we do not recommend selling it before the main campus. It is the most attractive parcel of property that we own, and the repurposing committee believes that if the center were to sell it first, it would be much harder to sell, it would be much harder to sell the main campus. We believe that the sale of both properties would add a sizable amount of funds toward the construction of the new facility. Our belief is that the sooner we are operating at the new location, 
the better it is in the long run for our congregation. However, we want to act in concert with the building committee as far as the timing. We also want to point out that there will probably be an interim period between the use of the two campuses. That brings us to part four of our recommendation. So part four is, when the main campus on the east side of Judson is sold, implement interim plan A, use of the center, or plan B, rent space during any remaining time between campuses. Interim plan A is the use of the center for worship, some senior small groups for Sunday morning, areas for children and youth ministry, office space, and storage. With sacrifice, we believe the center can meet our needs until we occupy the new campus. Interim plan B is if the center has sold and is not available for use during any in-between campus time, our committee investigated and identified possible locations for Sunday morning worship. At such a location for Sunday mornings, a space for youth, nursery, and some senior groups will be a priority. And let me go back and restate the first point again. Our committee investigated and identified some possible locations for Sunday morning worship. And again, that would be for Sunday morning, and we would also emphasize a space for youth, children, nursery, and some senior small groups, and that would be a priority. We would rent office space for the ministers and ministerial assistants. Storage would need to be rented, but we recommend in both plans significantly reducing what needs to be stored. A few items would need to be stored in climate-controlled storage. Wednesday night, ministry, ministries could meet at an alternate location. One such place is at Judson Community Center. Youth activities in Awanas could use that space. Now, there are some ministries that we could not, that would need to be restructured or suspended until available at the new location. The Child Development Center, Benevolence, Moored Midweek, and Choir Rehearsal would not, could not operate in their present form. Creative ways to operate Benevolence, Moored Midweek, and Choir Rehearsal can be explained. I'm sorry, can be explored. There appears no realistic way, though, to meet the state guidelines for the Child Development Center, so this would need to be suspended until available at a new location. We hope you will agree that there are viable options during the interim period between selling of the current campus and the opening of the new campus. Remember, our current direct building expense for the current campus alone is $270,000 annually. Either interim plan A or interim plan B cost less than this, meaning that the funds available from the sale of the current campus can be invested into our new location. So these are the reasons why the Repurposing Committee brings you this four-part recommendation, which is, part one, appoint a small committee to represent OHBC regarding any sale of property, exploring interest expressed by others regarding our property, and work with local commercial realtor. 
committees should include different ages and gender. Part two, sell the parcels of land separate from the main campus and the center to apply toward the purchase of the property at George Ritchie Road. Part three, at the appropriate time, sell the remaining church property at Judson and Eden Drive with the main campus on the east side of Judson sold either before or with the center on the west side of Judson Road. Part four, when the main campus on the east side of Judson is sold, implement interim plan A, use of the center, or plan B, rent space, during any remaining time between campuses. We know that this is the next big step toward our new location on George Ritchie Road. And to help the church family understand what has been shared today, we're going to take on these different activities. The first activity is you're going to receive a transcript of today's presentation, and it will be mailed out soon for your review. That should be showing up as number one. So maybe, there we go. Or, or first dot. Okay, second dot, a question and answer comments online mailbox is now open through the church website. And so I understand, I've not looked for it yet, but I understand that that has been turned on. And so you can, even this afternoon, you can go to the website, ohbc.org. There's a banner, I believe, that will lead you to the correct location of where you can enter in your comments or where you can ask questions. And the repurposing committee will begin working on sending those answers back out. Also, of course, we have the 4th of July next week. But after that, we have on July 11th, 14th and 18th, three different question and answer sessions. The first one, July 11th, is going to be in the room 200 following the, the church service. July 14th, we'll be joining more at midweek in answering questions and taking comments. And then on July 18th, a question and answer session will follow the church service. And then again on, church, on July 25th, the church will go into church conference and will vote on this recommendation. Thank you very much. Good morning, church. I'm Malcolm Palmer, and I'm happy to be uh, able to give you an update of the work of our building committee this morning. As a refresher, uh, this is a picture of the new phase one facility that was recommended by the master planning committee as part of the OHBC master plan. This master plan was approved by the church last year for the new property on George Ritchie Road. I would like to introduce our building committee members. They include Davina Akins, Daryl DeBoard, Lauren Leviton, Suzanne Merritt, Ryan Nunley, myself, and Meredith Steele. We consider it a big honor and a great responsibility to represent our church on this committee. I would like to review the purpose statement for our committee. This purpose statement really involves our entire church body. The committee provides oversight and management of the OHBC building program as defined by the staff and church leadership 
and ratified by the church congregation. We understand the importance of working together with our staff, our church leadership, and our church congregation. And we understand the importance of our entire church body being involved as we move forward. Now for an update on our status. As a starting point, we are using the phase one facility plan that is part of the master plan approved by our church last August. A building program is brand new to the majority of the members on our committee. So we are, we are moving cautiously and we're taking our time to understand the processes used in a building program, such as the various project delivery methods. In March 2020, after the master planning and transition teams made recommendations to the church body, uh, question and answer sessions were held with our small groups and input and feedback were given on our plans. And this was just before the pandemic shut down, you know, everything. Our billing committee had reviewed this input from the small group uh, Q&A sessions and we are considering these items as we move forward. We also took a field trip and toured the Rock Hill Baptist Church in Brownsboro, Texas. This is a relatively new church facility that has some of the features presented in our master plan. It was good to see what God has provided that church body in moving from a dream to a new facility and the growth that they have experienced. The tour provided some good information for us to consider. Recently, we have begun utilizing pre-construction services of RLM general contractors based here in Longview and Fitzpatrick Architects based in Tyler, who are the architects we worked with on our master plan. We haven't entered into any uh, long-term agreements with either of them, and we're not ready to do so at this time. We are utilizing both companies for some early value engineering. We are seeking the best possible value for the lowest cost. We are using them to help us develop and evaluate ideas to minimize cost. And the last item, we realize that our church building program, it's not just about plans and documents. It's not just about a physical structure that you build on a piece of property. There's much more to it than that. There better be you know, more to it than that. There must be a spiritual dimension as we move forward. So we have begun to go through the new book, Forward, by Dr. David Jeremiah, taking a chapter at a time to read and discuss in each of our meetings as it relates to the work of our committee. This book study has been very timely because we have faced a challenge. As you may have heard, the post-pandemic has impacted the construction industry, and it has had an impact on construction plans. The construction industry is currently experiencing material and labor shortages. These are creating uncertainty and instability in prices. The end result for us 
It makes an accurate forecast estimate very difficult at this time. We are hopeful and we're praying that conditions will improve as we move forward with our work and our plans. And speaking of prayer, our building committee has prepared and is maintaining a list of prayer needs for our church that relate to our building program. We take time in each meeting to pray about these needs as well as the individual needs of our members. These prayer needs include helping our building committee members to develop a good understanding of the building processes, the work of our repurposing committee and the budget and finance committee, the post-pandemic return of our members to their small groups and our worship services, a decrease in the post-pandemic impact on construction plans, paying off our North Longview property on George Ritchie Road, having available funds for future billing committee work, and the launching of our church's next capital campaign. Going forward, we ask for your continued prayers. We fully depend on God as our provider to guide us and provide the resources for our new facility. We ask that you join us in praying about the needs that I have shared. We are excited about our future and to be moving forward with the plans God has for our church. And we are thankful for the good work that our repurposing committee has done and fully support the recommendations they have presented this morning. Thank you so much. We want to thank uh, both Malcolm and Lee for the tremendous reports that they've given and uh, the work that they have put into this process. I'm going to ask Charlotte if she will. Charlotte, will you pull, will you pull up the next step slides, uh, slide one more time for us? We felt like it was very important. These are big decisions. And uh, anytime you've got lots of information and uh, all these different moving parts, we wanted to, to do two very important things, and that is, number one, to give you adequate time to process all of this. As I shared with you, and I shared with the committee, they've been working on this for months, so they've become very familiar with it. But yet, most of you, you're seeing it for the very first time. And so, trying to help you to process through that and absorb that is uh, important to us. And then the second part, not only time, but prayer. We know that that is the catalyst to truly discovering God's will and his direction for our church. And so you will see an increased emphasis uh, from our staff and I hope from you at your homes as we gather for different events, we'll spend special time in prayer as we are this morning, uh, that God would lead us in making the very best decision possible in the leading as he has laid out for us. So again, these slides are important to us. We talked about going into small groups. You saw just a moment ago, the repurposing, Lee, what do y'all have, five people? You, you, there's five people on that. So it would take them a month to go to every one of the small groups. And so then we said, well, we'll combine some of the small groups. Well, 
pretty, pretty soon we started having groups of 25 or 30 and that defeated the purpose. So we think the most efficient way is going to be to allow you a multifaceted opportunity to get your feedback and, and to get your questions answered. So again, please look at these items that are on the screen. The website is available to you starting today. As soon as your question or comment comes in, we will immediately, that will go immediately to the repurposing committee and they will be responsive. They've made a commitment to be extremely responsive to any of your questions or your comments, so you'll be hearing back from them. Also, uh, the 11th and 18th, the opportunity for you to slip right through that door after the service, you'll already be here, and sit down with members from the repurposing where you can speak to them directly. They'll, they'll spend as much time as necessary. Um, well, they didn't say they'd stay till three or four o'clock, but they, I know they're committed to the task. And then if you are part of the more at midweek group, which uh, many of you are, uh, they're, they're gonna come join us on the 14th and there'll be an opportunity for you to ask questions there. And so again, we'll continue to announce, we'll have a church conference on July the 25th and hopefully that'll give everyone basically a month uh, to prepare for these recommendations in terms of what the, the, the committee's bringing to us. Let's stop and spend some time in prayer this morning. Lord, we just thank you for the presenters today. We thank you not just for these two men, but the entire committees, the building committee, and we thank you for repurposing committee, Father, no one was here many of those nights in the late hours as they gathered, they worked, they reported back. And uh, Father, it was just an overwhelming task that was before them. And Father, even though our repurposing committee is finishing up the task that was assigned to them, our building committee continues to function. They too need your continued guidance and direction. And Father, for our church family, as we think about this challenge in front of us. And Father, as we move forward to what we perceive to be your direction and your will, we pray that you would guide us through this entire process, that we not go ahead of you, we certainly don't fall behind you, but that we would follow your leadership and guidance in our lives in perfect tandem and step as you ask us to do so. Father, we thank you for the commitment of the Oakland Heights family. We thank you for the privilege to serve you in your kingdom. In these things we pray, in Jesus' name, amen.